Father, we thank you for the word this morning. We thank you that it is alive and your word is well. We don't ever have to, we don't ever have to ask to bless your word because it's already blessed. So we thank you for the anointing that's here to hear and the anointing to apply it to our lives today. So we thank you that the word is alive and there's life in your word. So as we give today, Father, we pray that it will fall upon the ears who have ears to hear the things that are alive. So we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. If you would go ahead and turn, if you would, to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. We're going to look at that first. We're going to talk about the power within. Everybody say the power. The power. Say it, with, say it like you mean it. The power within. Amen. The power Within, I heard Brother Kenneth Hagin say many years ago, he said, one of the best, most important, untapped powers that we have is the power of the Holy Spirit that's in here. Amen. You think about the power that it takes to uh, set off an atom bomb. You take the power that it takes to uh, uh, blow up something with TNT. Those are some, that's some mighty power, you know. But there's a power that resides on the inside of us that's even greater than that. Amen. I said it's even greater than that. So we're going to be talking about the power where? Within. Every spirit-filled believer has within him or her all the power that he or she will ever need to put him or her over in this life. You have all you need in here to make you a success. Now, until we find out what that power is and who it's for, then we're going to face some things that may be troubling to us. We may not know we have that power. We may not know that we have that ability to use that power that's within us. Glory to God. Every spirit-filled believer has within him or her all the power that they will ever need to get them over in this life, over anything, over any situation. Doesn't matter really what it is. The New Testament gives us three relations that God has always encouraged mankind with. Remember that. The New Testament gives us three relations that God has always encouraged Mankind with. The first one, God is for us. God has always been for us. Amen? God is with us. God has always been with us. And the third one, God is in us. God hasn't always been in us until we've accepted him as our personal Savior. Amen? Romans 8.31 says, What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. If we know God, we know who God is and know the power that goes along with realizing who God is. If we know who God is, amen. Whatever it is that comes against you, whatever it is that comes against me, we're going to win. Because we have that power residing or living within us. Can you say amen? If we believe God is for us, we can't lose. But you've got to believe that. 
How can I believe that passage? Look at Romans 8.31. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Whatever it is you're facing, it really doesn't matter. I know that sounds kind of simple, but it's the truth. If God be for us, I said if God be for us, how many of you in here know that God is for you? He's for you. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to be a blessing in life. He wants us to be good husbands, good good wives, good children, good grandchildren. Amen. Good, good members of our local church. Amen. But if we know what, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Or we could say this, what could be against me that I couldn't win? Nothing. Nothing that I cannot overcome. There's nothing out there that the adversary would ever throw at me or my wife or myself or her personally. That if I know what the power source is and where it comes from, there's nothing that he throws at me or you that can knock me off. But I have to know. But I have to know. You know. Amen. If we believe God is for us, we can't lose. We know God is for us because I just read it to you in the Word. Pastor, how did I know God is for us? Romans 8, 31. Amen. What should we say then to these things? If God be for us, amen, who can be against us? Now, they may try to come against you. They may try to come against us, but they can't win. They can't. We just have to keep fighting. Did you know the only way you can lose a battle is quit? Amen. Did you know the only way that you could hit 300 baseball player is to get the bat off your shoulder? You'll never be a 300 hitter with the bat left on your shoulder. Our coach used to tell us all the time, how do you think you're going to hit the ball? You always let the bat stay on your shoulder. Swing at the ball. Swing, swing, swing. We were always taught and coached when I were little, growing up in little league baseball, high school, uh, to always let the first pitch go by. Man, I never did like that. Because a lot of times the first pitch is the sweetest pitch. And I would get in trouble more times with my coach because I always wanted to swing at the first pitch because I always knew that it was going to be the sweet pitch. Amen. But we got to be careful. Amen. We're going to win regardless of what the adversary throws at us. Amen. Hallelujah. He also said so. In Psalms 118.6, he said this, The Lord is on my side. Amen. I will not fear what man can do to me. Amen. That ought to be a resigning amen throughout our country as well as in our local churches. With a battle cry of, The Lord is on my side. Amen. Me and the Lord are a majority. Whether anyone else ever stands with you or not, you and God are a majority. He's on your side. He's for you. You'll never find in his word anywhere where he is against you, but he is for you. All the times we've failed, all the times we've made mistakes, God is still for us. Has everything to do with the power that works within us. Amen. He also said that in Psalms 118.6, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do to me. Come on. 
Amen. There's been such fear running through our country. Such fear was going through our country during COVID and all those things. And now they're trying to push it again. They're trying to push masks again. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. You know, all that is, it's the fear tactic of the devil again. Again. I said again. Hallelujah. How about let's believe in what the word says? How about let's act like God's word is true? How about let's moving up a little bit closer to the table of God's word and just believe what he said? Amen. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can what do to me. And he does it mostly with words. Amen. It's amazing how the adversary scares so many people with words. Better not do that. Better not go there. Better not do this. Better not do that. You know, you just need to tell him to shut up. Amen. He lost over 2,000 years ago. He's a loser. Matter of fact, he's he's a real loser. He lost. Amen. I said he lost. He'll be a loser his whole life. Because he can't get back what he lost there. Come on now. He's a loser. And he wants to give you ideas, plant ideas up here in your mind to cause you to not believe that God is not on your side. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Lord, I love that. The Lord is on my side. My side. Say that. Say the Lord is on my side. I will not. Fear what man can do to me or say to me. That's not in there, the say part, or say to me. That's not in there, but I added that. But it's true. Amen. Don't allow people who think they know more than you dictate to you what you ought to believe. Did you know sin is still sin? Shacking up is still shacking up. It's not an alternative lifestyle. Lesbians are lesbians, amen. Homosexuals are homosexuals. Men marry women. Women marry men. Men don't, men can't be a woman and a woman can't be a man. Come on. But if man would have his say so and the words he put into you, amen, he would have us thinking about these things. Amen. Amen. I saw the other day where there was over 500 different Types of transgenders. How pathetic. I said, how pathetic. There's one gender. Well, two, male and female. And if you're anything other else than that, you need help. These people need prayer. I said, they need prayer. They're mixed up in the head as well as in their spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says, fear God and not man. Fear God and keep his commandments. Fear God and keep his word. Instead of what the world is trying to dictate to you how to live. Amen? And it's not getting any better. I said, and it's not getting any better. Amen? They're calling what was good now uh, bad. And they're calling what was bad, good. When was it ever good to sin? 
When was it ever good to commit adultery? When was it ever good to lie or to steal? Never. Sin is sin and it'll be reckoned with. Hallelujah. Not by me, not by you, but by God himself. He'll judge sin as well as he'll judge the sinner. Amen. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly at heart. And you shall find rest unto your soul. Amen. The world needs some rest. Those of us who believe have attained that rest in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. God is what? For us. Amen. You need to remember that. God is for you. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to be blessed. He wants your marriages to last. He wants your children to grow up fearing God and doing what's right, being honest. Amen. Hallelujah. But he also, we need to realize that God is with us. God has always been with us. God has always been for us. Amen. Hallelujah. He's always been with us. Even when we didn't realize that he was there. Even when I realized he wasn't there, God was always, God was always, always aware of the fact he was always out there. Right? He loves us. I mean, John three sixteen will tell you that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. God loves us. God loves us regardless of whether we accept him or not. He's going to love us. He'll love us into hell. But he'll also love us and welcome us into heaven. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Amen. God is with us. John 1, 1 said, in the beginning, what? Was the word. In the beginning was the word. Amen. And the word was God. And the word was God. And the word was God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was God. Amen. He's with us. He's been with us since the beginning. He's been with you even before you said yes to him. He was there. He was just an earshot away. He was just a word away. He was just a call away for you to reach out. Jesus, Jesus, he's always there. Amen. He was always there. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. John 1.14 And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He's with us. He's with us when we wake up in the morning. He's with us when we lay down at night. He's with us when we pray. He's with us when we don't know what to pray, don't know how to pray. He's with us when we're when this race I said he's a finisher. Can you say amen? I said he's a finisher. All I wanted to do is finish. All I wanted to do is finish. 26.2 miles. All I wanted to do is finish. Amen. I won when I crossed that finish line. Why? I finished. I finished. I didn't give up. I could have quit. I could have quit real easy. I was tired about 23 miles, 24 miles. I am a... I, 
And then something in here said, well, you only got two more miles left. Hang in there. What about all that training? What about all that discipline you did for the last nine months, getting up every morning, rain, shower, snow, cold, whatever. Amen. Well, what about us as believers? We can't give up now. We can see the finish line. I said, we can see the finish line and we can see. And I'm believing that you're going to be, I'll never be alone. He will see me through it because he's with me. First Timothy chapter three, verse manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. Amen. And he'll be with us again as our personal savior. There's going to be a sound. I'm listening for a sound that's going to call us all. She, I, she could walk out in the back door, front door, wherever it is. And, amen. I'm, I'm sending my son. He's coming. Amen. I told somebody earlier, home for anything. We don't have to go downstairs and eat. I just didn't go home and it about heaven. But I'm awful excited about living down here because he's going to see me again. But remember, you got somebody with you. God was always, but God was never by the Spirit. God was always with Israel, but God was never, was not in but again, God was always for Israel. God was always with us, like we had him in here, being born. God still loves Israel. We all know that God is for us. God is with us. Amen. That's what? He's in us. But we have something, Israel, Hebrews 8, verse 6. So of a better covenant. Always with Israel, but God was never thing that they ever needed to be a blessing. Amen? God had something greater for us than he did Israel. Now, because of a better covenant, based on better promises, you and I now have God in us. Hallelujah. In us. He's in us. He lives in here. The Holy Spirit did not live in Israel. They lived in God. And God led them by fire and by a cloud. The Holy Spirit leads us by our inner witness in here. In the inner man. In here. Glory to God. I said glory to God. God lives on the inside of us. That's why we can't lose. Romans 8.31 says if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. I mean, having the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you have access to everything. Everything that you don't know, he does. And what you do know, he wants you to know more because he's in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. Amen. We, can't live, we couldn't live without him close to the cross like we need to. He resides in us. He talks to us. Amen. He leads us. He, he, he comes to us in tough situations and, and tells us to keep trust in me. Keep trust in me. You're going to make it. It's going to be all right. When things look black and bleak and dark, God always is on your side. He's always for you. Now let's look at some scripture here. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16. You need to underline this in your Bible here so you'll see this. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16. It says, Know ye not that you are what? The temple of God and that the Spirit of God 
dwelleth where? In you. He lives in here. He did not live in the children of Israel like he lives in us. He didn't. I mean, it's no big doctrinal issue. It's just the truth. It's just a fact. Amen. Look at that. Know you not that you, don't you know that you are a temple? Temple should be a holy place. And if we go into the holy place, that's why we have churches. You know, churches ought ought to be a place of holiness. But this body that you live in is also a temple. And we discussed some of these things this morning. You better be careful what you allow in this temple. You better be careful what you allow this temple to see. You better be careful what you allow this temple to be a part of. Amen. Even though the Spirit lives in us, how many of you know this is still flesh? Come on now. I said this is still flesh. And your flesh will be tried. The only thing that makes you greater than your flesh is the Spirit that lives in you. Amen. Amen. Because we're tempted on every side. Tried at every hand. But greater is the Holy Spirit that's in you. Amen. None of us are above temptation. None of us in here, nobody in here is above sin. Amen. You need to be careful who you associate with and how you associate with the opposite sex. Amen. I said amen. The flesh is the flesh. I don't care how saved you think you are, how much of the Holy Ghost you think you're full of. Amen. No matter how big your wings are, no matter how big your halo is over your head, you start messing with the flesh, you're going to get in trouble. Allowing the flesh to take liberties is never right. Hallelujah. This is one of these smiling messages, you know, where everybody's smiling and shouting. (laughs) I like what Paul says here. So he says, don't you know you're a temple? Don't you know that I, I live in here? Don't, don't you know that all my goodness I brought to this temple? And now I live in there. I live in there. Amen. I'd be like you inviting over to my house. I don't have one thing in my house that if you'd walk in my house, even unannounced, that I would ever be ashamed of. Not one thing. Not one thing that I would be ashamed of. Not one thing that I would play on my TV I wouldn't play in front of you. Not one thing that I would listen to in my my music uh, thing on Pandora that I wouldn't let you listen to. I'm not hiding anything. I said, I'm not hiding anything. But what the adversary wants to do, he wants to trick us into thinking, oh, just a little bit of that will be okay. Oh, just a little bit will be okay. Oh, come on, just a little bit. Just go ahead. Nobody's going to know it's just you. No, it's not just you. It's the Holy Spirit in you. Hallelujah. And, and And my goodness, if we don't know that God knows what we're doing anyway, we're blind to the fact that Jesus is a God and a God that knows all. <laughs> he knows your thoughts when you came in here. He knows what you're thinking right now. He knows exactly what's in your heart right now. Exactly what's there. Amen. Let's look at another one. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 
just a couple chapters over. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. Hallelujah. Verse 19 says, what? (laughs) There's a question again. Know ye not that your body, this body, and how many of you know this body has to be put under every day? I have to talk to my body every day. I don't let my body do what he wants to do. He does what I tell it to do. Or what I allow it to do. Amen. Your body. We're talking about your body. You're in charge of. How can we be in charge of this body? Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. You don't have to sin. You don't have to commit sin. You don't have to have those thoughts. Why? Because he's in there. What? Know you not that your body is the what? Temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Where is the Holy Ghost? He's in you. Where is the Holy Spirit? He's in you. They're the same thing. He's in you. He lives in you. We're talking about the power within. He's in us. He can prevent you. From doing wrong. And he will teach us. How to do right. Amen. There's nobody in here perfect. We've all made mistakes. We've all made bad choices. Amen. But at one time did God ever come to you and say. Okay you messed up. You're out. You're out. Amen. That'd be like having a job. Showing up at the job. uh, So you got a five day a week job. And you showed up late four days. And you did that for a whole month. You know, surely the supervisor or your boss would come to you and say, uh, you know, uh, we started 8 o'clock around here. You don't get here till 9. You you need to make some adjustments on showing up on time. Or we may have to just let you go. You're out of here. But God will never do that. You can show up late to this church service every time we have church. You can show up to this church service every time we have Sunday school. You can be late every time and not, God will not kick you out. Yes. Amen. I said he won't. He wants you here. Yes, he Hallelujah. Maybe we, learned to, maybe we need to learn how to manage our time a little bit better, but he sure won't kick you out for being late. Amen. Because he's with me. Yes. And he's for me. But he's also in me. Oh, hallelujah. What know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? Well, that flips some people right there. You aren't. I used to tell my kids growing up till they left home, you don't have no rights here. You don't pay for nothing. Why should you have any rights? Who bought your clothes? You did, Dad. Who buys your food? You did, Dad. Who gives us spending money? You do, Dad. Who bought me my first car? You do, Dad. Or you did, Dad. Amen. Amen. They weren't an entity to themselves. I was. I was their dad. I was their lifeline. Amen. They were not their own. They weren't. 
And I know maybe that'd be hard, kind of hard for the church world to understand, but when you said yes to Jesus, everything you owned <laughs> should belong to him. Amen. Amen. Because you're not your own. You can make it on your own. But with God, all things are possible. To him that believes. Amen. We really are at the grace and mercy of God. Everything I own, everything I possess is not mine. Now, in the natural, I may hold claim to it, but in the spirit realm, if God wanted that, if it's his, all he would have to say is, I want that. Now, he may never say that. It's like somebody uh, maybe wanting to go on the mission field and uh, would you go on the mission field? Well, I'm not going to Africa. I'm not going to here. I'm not going to there. It may not be. He may never tell you to go, but would you go? Would you give it if he asked you to? Would you pray an extra hour? Would you give an extra whatever in the offering? Would you do that? Amen. A lot of times God just wanting to see if you will. Would you? Would you? Will you do it? Well, he owns you. That sounds kind of macho, doesn't it? God, does God own me? Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Amen. I think that's what Paul was talking about. We are not our own. Because we weren't doing good on our own. Until we met him. And then we gave up all rights and privileges to serve him. Amen. How many of you know you don't just go in a job where you work and tell the boss what you're going to do? Now, I'm glad I just got hired here, but I can only work about three hours a week. And I want a break. If I start at 8, I want a break at 8.30. And then another break a couple hours later. You know, no, you don't dictate to your employer. He says, this is the way it's going to be. If you want a job here and you work eight hour on a shift, we'll pay you. You know, God's essentially the same way. I mean, he's not like that, but, you know, his paydays are wonderful. Yes, they are. That's true. <laughs> and it may not always be in money. Yeah. Amen. He always pays. Hallelujah. Look here at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, last scripture. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols or ungodliness? One translation says. None. The temple of God don't have anything in common with idols. None. What do we have in common with the world? None. What do we have in common with with governments who, who, who do things like they do yeah. and believe like they do yeah. and allow things to happen like they do. Yeah. Amen. You and I know as believers, God's not in the middle of that. He's not into that, and you know it, and I know it. Yeah. Amen. And what agreement hath the temple of God, we could say, with the world? For ye are the temple, you and I, we're the temple of what? The living God. Amen. Amen. As God has said, I will dwell where? In them. 
In them. Come on now. In them. God is either in you or he's not in you. (laughs) Amen. You have either accepted him as your personal savior or you haven't. And if you haven't, he's not in you. And then there is not a temple in you or a place to build things for God. I will dwell in them and what? Walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Hallelujah. God has always been for us. God has always been with us. But now God is in us. When we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we invited not only Jesus, but the presence of the Holy Spirit to live in us. There is a temple on the inside of us. Let's be careful what we allow to come in to the temple. Amen? The power is within us. Amen? Let's utilize that power. Amen. Let's utilize that power. What, God, what, how do you want to do it, God? You know, you quit making all the decisions and ask God about what he thinks about it. What do you think about this, God? What do you think about that, God? Amen. And you know what? He'll answer you if we really want to know. But sometimes the reason it don't work is when we ask the questions, we've already preconceived our own answer. And when it doesn't answer with us, then we get backstitched or get backcrossed about what God wants us to do. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Thank you, Jesus. God is within us. Let's use him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, Father, we thank you this morning for the power of the Holy Spirit that lives and resides in us. And we give you praise and we give you glory. Father, we believe that everybody here is saved. So we're just believing that they'll continue to believe God for everything. But Lord, for those that are here that need prayer, we, we lift them up. If you need prayer, you want to just raise your hand this morning. Just, we'll certainly pray for you. Pray for that hand. Pray for that hand. Pray for that hand. Hands, hands just going up all over where God sees that hand. And God knows your need. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we meet these people where they are. And by the power of the Holy Spirit that's within all of us, we're thanking you that our needs are met. We're thanking you that your word is real because you you are for us. You want me to win. You want me to succeed. So, Father, we just thank you for that, and we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.